you're listening to The Purple Stethoscope. I am your host, Devin Nixon, family nurse practitioner. None of the information in this podcast is sufficient nor intended to diagnose your personal medical issue, but there's a lot to learn, so let's start the show. Hey, y'all. I am back, and I am back with a very special guest. Last time you heard from me, I was talking a lot about getting outside. I know that is much easier said than done, so I found somebody who can really get into that with us. Chelsea Murphy lives in the Pacific Northwest and is an avid hiker. She's also a black woman. Two things that don't often coexist. Listen in as Chelsea and I talk about all the things that go into getting outside. Grab a pen, grab a piece of paper, favorite this episode, share it with your friends, and then get outside. I want to hear all about your experiences, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and I want to encourage each other to keep at it. Here's Chelsea. It's been a journey, (laughs) quite the journey. I can only imagine. I love what you're doing. Are you from this area? And if so, are you um, a first, I call myself a first generation integrant um, because my parents grew up in segregation. So it's, there's a lot of parallels with first generation Americans as far as parents just not getting what it's like (laughs) growing up in an integrated world. Did you grow up in this area? Um, so originally, uh, my family lived in, uh, San Diego gotcha. and so we moved up to Washington when I was about 10, um, my whole family, I've got some siblings and everything. And so my mom and dad, um, moved us up here. And so, I mean, I've been here for quite a while, um, but I don't have like my grandparents my aunties and uncles they are not here so um my my mom and dad did not grow up here in the pacific northwest and um so i would say that we are the first and the first to be here and stay here for any extended period of time yeah Yeah, definitely definitely similar to my story my dad was active duty military and that's how we got here so we didn't have grandparents or cousins or aunties and uncles but I definitely have adult siblings and you know my kids who live here in Washington they have cousins and grandparents and all of that so yeah it's a it's a little different, a little different for us versus our kids who have known nothing else. Yes, that is such a great point. Um, yeah, my dad, he was born and raised in Mississippi. Um, and my mom just traveled around with her father who was in the military. And so she's kind of seen all a lot of the country um, where he has a very reserved um background growing up in Mississippi and, you know, having nine brothers and sisters and Mm. not really having much of a childhood outside of working and the limited school that he went to. So, um, yeah, I mean, the fact that we are here in Washington is, is uh, (laughs) by chance, I guess. I don't know how really my mom and dad came here following um, a church that they still both attend. So, Mm. um, yeah, it's just kind of an interesting thing that happened with our family, but we're here. And my daughters, um, after living over on the west side of Washington, we now live kind of in the in the heart of the mountains. And 
It's a super small area and they don't know any different. Like you said, they, they only know the mountains and they only know kind of the, um, the childhood that we've created around them. Uh, My husband grew up here in this small town. And so, um, he's very familiar. He's kind of showing us the ropes and that's so um, nice to have. Yeah. It, it is. I think that, I mean, if it weren't for him, I wouldn't be here. I can say that <laughs> for sure. If it weren't for him, I would not be here because it's, it's not what I know. It's not how I grew up, but, um, I'm, I'm very interested actually. Yeah. It's, it's been fun. It's been a learning curve, but it's definitely spiked my love for the outdoors. And I mean, everything that we could ever want as far as hiking and getting outside uh, with our girls is at our fingertips. And so that does make life easier when you want to do those kinds of things. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, that, that is such an interesting, just generational journey from your dad, you know, deeply in the church and in Mississippi to yeah. San Diego, which is not Mississippi, not at all. <laughs> to, to Washington State now in the mountains raising girls in, yeah. in a family where you're, you know, maybe the outsider or the person who's not from there. But you have this husband who knows the ropes and and it seems like it's opened up both the location and having a person that you trust to show you the ropes. Like, I, I think that that's one of the biggest barriers for me to um, getting outdoors and, and being out. My husband's from Cincinnati, girl. You know, he's not... <laughs> If he can't see the road, he's not getting on that trail. Yeah, (laughs) totally understand. What was the most surprising thing you discovered getting outdoors as a personal practice? Not being drug out or, you know, a a women's retreat for three days, but as a personal practice for yourself because you want to be there, because you connect in some way. What's been most surprising? Yeah, so... um I will say, since my husband did grow up here, um, you know, he was drug out a lot by his dad going backpacking and, you know, his, all of his friends wanted to go hiking or he spent a lot of time in the mountains snowboarding. So he kind of got burnt out. I, I want to say like he did, he doesn't really have like a really strong connection to hiking or mm. backpacking. He loves to camp and do all that stuff. But for the most part, it's just been me. You know, I am yeah. kind of that, uh, person that initiates the adventures a lot of the time um just because I'm not burnt out at all from it you know there's so much I haven't seen and so um it is me a lot of the time you know he has a full-time job so he is busy I'm I'm at home with my girls um 100% of the time and so um I think the the most surprising thing in getting outdoors, whether it's with my friends or with my kids, is uh, the lack of diversity mm. um, I'm seeing on the trail. And as I'm, you know, combing through my personal Instagram page and or just being physically present out in nature, um, I'm just not seeing other people, let alone other moms like me. Um, so... I think that there there was kind of a spark in in me that was just like, huh, I I'm I know that living in the Pacific Northwest, you know, we are not the most diverse 
part of the country to begin with, right? Mm-hmm. So I didn't have really high expectations, but it was very surprising. You know, I would go months on trail or little hikes with my girls without seeing any other people of color. And um, I know a lot of that has to do with where I live. You know, there mm-hmm. aren't very many others. I could probably count them on one hand, but wow. we are in a tourist location. So with that, there are people of all ethnicities and, and things coming from all over the country and all over the world, really, to visit where we are. So I thought that maybe, you know, that would change the, um, the things that I'm seeing um, out in hiking or camping. Uh, but really, it, it's shocking, almost to the point where even when I see another person of color, either when <laughs> camping or hiking, I'm like, I, I get the face, you know, like, oh, my gosh, look at like, let's, I want to go over there. I want to say hi. I want to, you know, introduce myself, see where they're from, where, how far did they travel, you know, and yeah. Um, yeah, I just am always surprised by that. And um, I know with my Instagram, I have kind of started unpacking the why. Yes. Why is that? You know, why are we seeing less people on trail? And um, it is it's, it's discouraging, you know, when you when you come to the point where you see history of how black people weren't allowed in public lands and um, there just wasn't a, a time where it was not against the law, you know, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden it was and people were afraid, you mm-hmm. know, and, and black people were afraid to go in the outdoors. And um, it's just this really like sad trail you find when you start to Google some of these things as to why you don't see as many black people in the outdoors as you do other ethnicities. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's still it still surprises me because it because then there's me. Right. Then there's, <laughs> there's you. Me. And I have to say, listening to you, well, first of all, let me back up and just say, I 100% thought that your husband drug you out there and <laughs> you had a good experience and continued doing it. And I'd never read that. I never, you never posted anything to that effect from what I've seen. But yeah. that was 100% my assumption. And so as I'm listening to you talk, I'm also questioning, okay, why did I think that? When you touched on fear, that really struck a chord with me. And it just, it's like, no, nobody drug her. She's just fearless. That is, that is, I mean, I really, truly commend you, your bravery. Um, One of the things that I learned Um, and have had to unlearn going to a white high school was that I couldn't trust white people. You know, I didn't, I never felt safe because I was constantly rejected, constantly humiliated, you know, the butt of some joke and in ways that other people didn't even pick up on. It was like a private pain um, that my siblings and I knew well, but other people were like, oh, you took it that way or, you know, that kind of downplaying kind of thing. And right. so I have this, even now where my friends are 50-50, you know, <laughs> um, the trust thing, the, I'm always, you know, even the first, one of the first hikes I went on, um, beautiful, beautiful a place called Little Mountain. Yeah. Um, I went with a friend and um, for whatever reason, I think on a spiritual level, I just, you know, 
connected. I knew she was a safe person. <laughs> and she was constantly like, come on, we're going to go do it. We're going to go do it. And when I went out with her, it was like, oh, my God. I, I parked my car, walked a ways, and found myself in paradise. Yeah. And I wanted to share that with my black girlfriends and my family. And I, and there's just like this line in the sand, like, okay, that's something mommy did. I have yet to get my, my boys, um, on a hike with me or, or my husband, my daughter, you know, she's grown up here. She's 21 and she's the one I I've seen pictures of her standing on top of, you know, places with these lookouts and really up high. And I'm like, that that part in me that is afraid is like, oh my God, she's doing it. You know, she's doing nice. things that I wish I could do and couldn't do. Um, but I'm now going, no, I, I still can. I'm still young. I still live here. This place, you know, I don't know how traveled you are, but like second to Ghana as far as natural beauty in places I've been. Wow. And I just, well, and one thing I'll say too about Ghana, about being there. It was very, very um, outdoors. You wouldn't even say outdoorsy. It's tropical. And people live off the land and work off the land. And, you know, we would be looking up a a hillside and and realize that we weren't just seeing brush or, as they call it, the bush. There were actual rooftops that were made from natural materials that blended in. And there were people living all up and through. Um, And that was a time when I probably, we went in March, April of last year. And that was the first time that I breathed, really breathed that air and was like, I feel like I'm home. And it it was so deep and so real and so almost silent, you know, like a silent, it's like a welcome home, you know, when you... When you go to Ghana, you'll be greeted with welcome home if you if you ever go. People, oh, man, yes, I love that. It was awesome, but I didn't feel that welcome home until I was in the bush and um, and in the Atlantic Ocean. To be to be honest, so that is I'm so grateful for you sharing that because I think a lot of people like myself make assumptions when we see people doing things that that somebody helped them but sometimes we just have to be brave and say this is available to me and I'm gonna push further than my fear and enjoy this I mean that's I think that's another thing that I really really regretted was I've, I felt like I cheated myself Ugh, by now I, I totally understand that I feel like a lot of people are cheating themselves by kind of having that mentality where you know, thinking you have to have someone else take you, you know, where it's like, well, I don't know what I'm doing, so I'm just not even going to go there, right? And I think for me, um, at first, to be honest, I did have a friend in town um, that took me on a hike, and I mean, the experience was not glamorous. I It was (laughs) switchbacks and dusty, and at first I was like not having a great time. And so, um, it really took me going out more often and me going out, um, 
by myself and with my children who I'm like super comfortable with. Um, yeah. And experiencing some of these other places on my own. And I think once I did that and then talked to other people like, Oh, like, have you gone here? And they're like, no, I don't do that by myself. Or it's like, Oh, and I don't like, there is fear that comes along with going places alone. Uh, Especially when you live in Washington and there's real fears like bears and mountain lions. And uh, I mean, you name it, (laughs) there are, animals that live in our in our mountains and I think if you have a healthy fear of it um and just understand that maybe you have to carry a knife or bear spray you know it's all okay and um I don't know I just think that along with bravery and knowing that if I didn't do this by myself or with my children then it would never happen um I just I can't I can't face that fact you know I I've I've fallen in love with hiking I've fallen in love with the outdoors and the views that I've seen on tops of mountains I can't get at ground level and so I understand you know you have to work a little harder for some of the things that you love and some of the things that uh, bring you joy they sometimes cost and and you have to work a little harder for them and that's kind of where I'm at I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that. The things Definitely. that bring you joy, sometimes you have to work a little harder. Yeah. There can be some breakthrough. Yeah, I, I've i also noticed that you bravely, you know, pronounce your faith and not in a way that is, you know, as I say, hitting people over the head with a Bible, but, but in a way that's like, I am here. This is what I see this is how it feels to me. Um, I grew up in a in a Baptist home, and you know, it's it's hard to describe to people <laughs> who haven't grown up that way because there is no separation of of church and state, so to speak. Like everything is God. God is in everything, and that's just a way of being. And um, I, I've learned because I first got into yoga. I was a runner for a long time doing half marathons and 5Ks and 10Ks and all that stuff. And I've learned that there's a, a spirituality with the groups and the people who participate in these sort of things. It's it's almost like their church. And yeah. I'm curious for you, how do you reconcile your faith with the spiritual experience intertwined with practices like forest bathing, as some folks call it, or yoga, or and 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 I'm right. I'm asking this as somebody who is a believer and who does participate, um, just out of curiosity. How do you reconcile that? Yeah. Um... That's a great question. I would have to say, um, I guess I should start, like I grew up in a Christian home as well. Uh, I mentioned my mom and dad both are believers and, um, you know, I did have those rough years in my 20s where I kind of went off and did my own thing um, with God always in my heart and right there with me. You know, there were several times where um, it could have gone either way and God is always right there with me and um I think after motherhood and just you know moving to a town where 
um, I am the ultimate minority and, you know, where I almost always feel like something's missing or I'm Mm. alone here. Um, God is always present no matter where I am, whether that's, um, with my kids at home alone, um, walking to town up on a mountain. I mean, I always, always, always feel that God is with me. And I think, um, in doing hikes and things that are dangerous at some times, you know, whether that's um, alone or with kids, I always, always say a prayer before I go out. I always um, have faith, like, you know, if a mountain lion is going to attack me today, like, this is my fate, you know, it's, it's okay. I have God here with me and that is okay. You know? And I just, I don't know. It's, it sounds silly, but like, and people kind of make fun of me for it, but like, I'm, I'm not afraid in some sense, you know, Mm. I do the casual look over my shoulder, but because I have God, like I, I'm not afraid. Those things are, are minor to me. You know, I feel like God has taken me almost pulling me, um, to where I need to be in life right now to have, um, something to fall back on as far as like a postpartum journey, you know, hiking has been that for me and, um, kind of using nature as therapy and being able to go outside and get fresh air. And God has led me to this place that I am today. And, um, through my yoga practice, um, I do, I practice for the last, probably four years pretty consistently, but, um, through that and, um, all the things that I've been doing outdoors, I just feel like there's just no doubt in my mind that, um, that God is there and he meets me there, you know? And I know when other people are doing their alms and things on their map, that might be not, that's not what I'm doing. You know, I'm saying my, I'm saying my prayers, you know, I'm, I'm, talking to God at that time and I'm, I'm meeting him on my mat and I'm meeting him on the, these mountains. And it's just, it's been so amazing for my faith. You know, yeah. it's only made it stronger. That's for sure. I'm glad that you said the word faith because it, it it's like, that's what you're describing. Being yeah. afraid and doing it anyway, or being, you know, being conscious of some of the, you know, Things that could happen, but doing it anyways and being rewarded by living, you know, you're, yeah. you're living in a way that, that those of us who shy away or who, you know, don't have that kind of faith just miss out on altogether. Um, I, I also, I just have to say, I'm glad that you brought up postpartum um, and I, I can remember being a young mom and feeling so trapped and feeling like my world was my house. I was always cooking, cleaning, you know, putting somebody down, somebody's nursing, you know, and we would go to parks. The difference between going to a park and being on a trail is that at the park, I was sitting with all the other tired, exhausted looking moms while our children ran around. And, and this is supposed to be our break. We weren't getting anything out of it. Um, for ourselves, uh, except hopefully a child that was tuckered out enough to take a nap. And then, you know, then you sit in the car with them until they wake up because God forbid you (laughs) jostle them awake, getting them out of the car. Um, But I just, I I hope that listeners who um, might be in that position are 
are considering this as another option. Um, yeah. I have to comment, you know, the sister girl in me is like, okay, can we talk hair for a moment? Because <laughs> your hair is so beautiful. Um, I I have a lot of hair. I have a lot of very kinky hair. I relaxed my hair for a very short period because it just broke. It just broke and broke off. And I thought, you know, I would rather have hair than have straight hair. Um, and I do work. I work probably a lot. Um, sometimes I think too much. So I decided to lock my hair, which has been uh, phenomenal for me because I just really don't have to think about it. There are times, though, when I want to shave my head and, and grow my natural out again. Um, and I, <laughs> I, I feel you. That side, that side. Yeah, the versatility. Yes. I mean, you're no heat, no process girl. And there are more of us. I, I tell people jokingly, but not jokingly, Chris Rock's movie, Good Hair, was the kickoff for the natural hair mu- movement. I believe that. I love it. <laughs> I do. Because after that movie, people would come up to me with all these questions like, so so I saw this movie and is that attached? Is It It was like, okay, I'm, I'm oh, not going to hide my hair anymore. Y'all, <laughs> here it is. You know, what are your top three hair tips for women? Who are considering getting outside and and it, but I'm sorry, your top three hair tips for Black women with natural hair yes, for getting yes. outside and not use let, letting that be another deterrent from enjoying the the absolutely insanely gorgeous out of doors. Uh, uh, so first of all, I just want to say thank you <laughs> for acknowledging my hair and. Uh, yeah, it's been a journey. Yes. And I tell you, every wash day, I, too, have those thoughts of wanting to just shave my hair, you know, and just be done with the length. Um, yes. I, it's the longest it's ever been, really. Um, and I probably five years ago, I just made the decision to just be done with the hassle. You know, it was more of a hassle to relax it. And it was more of a, a hassle to do all of those things. So I just cut it as much as my heart would let me and then I let it grow from there and um yeah it's just interesting my mom um actually my mom I should mention her she's awesome she goes on hikes with me uh when she's not working sometimes and she just has been encouraging encouraging me every step of the way because um I think for her, she can almost like live through my hair because she keeps her hair short. Um, Growing up, she always did my hair. And, um, you know, after I moved out the house, I even sometimes would go back to her and have her do my hair. And I know that that's a, that is a, a thing that happens in black families. And it's such a beautiful thing. But at this point in my life, I'm really trying to be able to maintain my natural hair on my own. Um, and where I live, we have hairstylists, but there is not one that can do what they say, what they call ethnic hair. Okay. So I've had a couple, I have tried, and I've given them the benefit of the doubt, and they have tried. Um, and I appreciate them. If you're listening, I appreciate you. <laughs> but they, it's, they can't. You know, they did not go to school for it. They don't have the products in their studio. I mean, it's just not anything. You know, I try and bring my products, and they try and sell me something else. I mean, it's just been awful, awful, awful situations yeah. where I just realized, like, this is not the route that I, I need to go. I'm you know? sitting here like, you actually let somebody 
I I drive hours. I drive hours. I just, I, what? Okay. You were just Uh, brave all around. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Or, or naive. I don't know. I'm really not quite sure. I just am so used to my mom taking care of me. And I'm just like, if someone says they want to try, I'll let them. I I don't know. But yeah, disasters, (laughs) disasters. Thankfully I didn't lose any of my hair. Thankfully. thankfully, yeah. Yeah. So back to the drawing board, right? Thankful for YouTube that it is my saving grace right now. And, um, honestly when I, yeah, I guess when I'm speaking to other black women wanting to get outdoors, I talk about protective styles. Um, because that is the only way to go. I would never leave my hair out and go on a hike. Like that just is a recipe for disaster. I, I, me, I personally, I sweat a lot. And so it's just instant frizz and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, hours of backtracking and rewashing and mm-hmm. all of that. So mm-hmm. I tend to lean more towards, um, braids of any style um and so if I can do two or four or whatever that looks like um I'm working on doing it myself but like I said I started this out my mom actually moved to uh where I live within the last couple of years oh wow and yeah she took the move and I mean I don't know it's embedded within us my family we we do love the outdoors it's somehow you know we are that exceptional family where we do on her 60th birthday. I was like, mom, do you want to go like climbing mountain with me? And she totally came and we have this awesome picture of that her jumping beautiful. in the air with these balloons. And it was so fun. So I that convinced is her so beautiful. she loves her grandbabies. So it's, it's time with their grandbabies that she might never get back. Um, and so I do understand that that has a lot <laughs> to play into it, but, um, you know, it cut her driving time down. There's so many reasons why she loves living here with me. So, yeah. um, is she in the house with you guys? Yeah. So we have kind of a split girl. Are we like separated? Or bur- I, my mother lives with us as well. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. We have a, yes. an apartment that we kind of attached on and she's over there and it's, it's perfect. I mean, she works full time, but when she's not, she's fully committed to just being with our family and it's really awesome. She's so super helpful and yes, she'll do my hair every so often. So as I'm learning my braids, um, I, yeah. And shame on me for not learning this sooner, but you know, I had her. I want to say though, I think it's great that you, because one of the things that's frustrating is when people say, well, I just do XXX and you look and you're like, oh, you're a professional hairstylist. I can't do that. (laughs) You know, one of the things that's that's refreshing about you showing what you do and sharing the combs that you use and the kind of head uh, hats that you wear in the cold is because People are really on that level trying to figure it out. And especially people who have adopted black kids, you know, and they've always been able to go out and hike and do all this stuff. And then they get back and it's like, oh, my goodness, what happened to their hair? (laughs) People need the information on the most basic of levels. So no shame on you. Good for you. Yeah, I do. I share that as much information as, you know, as I remember to on my page, because you're right. You know, I think um, that there are people out there that are curious, you know, how, I mean, she's going hiking. Like, what is she doing with her hair? 
no right. impossible right so but it's not impossible protective styles have been my best friend i all of 2019 i feel like i wore some type of twist mm-hmm. so a two strand twist a three mm-hmm. strand twist you know i'd have mini twists i'd have the big bold twists i mean there you go they hold up for me for weeks and i mean it i could sw- i could swim in them i could yep. uh do just about anything in them as long as I took care of my hair in between time you know my hair just kept growing so I mean that's where I got to where I am now honestly is leaving it alone and hiking and being outdoorsy has actually helped me in that in that area you know not wanting to put heat on it or try and relax it again you know and uh, yeah, it's just, it's actually helped me in, in certain ways. So I would definitely say any kind of protective style that you can find, whether that's Bantu knots, you know, with a cute scarf wrapped around your head or uh, twists and let them, you know, hang down or up and up in little ponytails. I mean, anything that um, kind of keeps the elements, you know, the, anything in a tree falling or anything like that <laughs> out of your hair is going to be the way to go. And at this point, you know, I have totally embraced, embraced my hair and I'm not afraid to wear a scarf on the trail. You know, and there's so many cute ways you can wear them. Yeah, you can't be like it's okay to 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 not try and be someone else on trail. You know, just because you're hiking doesn't make you any less black. You know, you can still hike in a scarf, and it's okay. You know, nobody's nobody. I mean, where I am, honestly, nobody's going to say anything. I've actually gotten compliments because it's different. You know, like oh, what what is that? That's super cute. Like, you know, I've had a lot of people kind of come to me with, with questions. So, Mm. um, I've almost got more of a positive, um, affirmation that I'm doing the right things with my hair, um, on trail that are organic and authentic. And, and it's only, it's only me, you know, so people who are going to care about that sort of thing are not going to be on the trail. No, nope, they are not. So there you have it, Bantu knots, twists, and braids. Wow, I've loved this conversation so much. I'm so (laughs) grateful for your time, but I have one last question for you because I hit my struggle. I hit my struggle this past week. Uh, I have dogs, and a lot of times my my dogs are my hiking buddies. Um, And they can pull sometimes, and so... I haven't gone out with them probably in the past week because I don't want to slip on this ice. I don't want to, you know, have them get me off my footing. Exactly. So in the winter, it's cold, cold right now. Like, <laughs> what if we just can't do it? Or, I mean, can can we train indoors? Or what are your ways to circumvent the danger um, both of getting too cold and of slipping and falling uh, yeah. in the winter months. Are you are you inside more? Is it more of a yoga time, or do you still get out there? And if so, how do you keep yourself warm and, and safe? Yeah, so that's a great question. Um, it's actually currently snowing and, like, below 30 degrees where I am right now. Yes. <laughs> um, and so... A lot of of what I do, um, I do with my children, and um, they they don't care what is happening outside. They want to go outside. So (laughs) I um, 
am really careful about, you know, pushing products on people and gear and stuff because I want, I know that um, accessibility to those things isn't always the best. Mm-hmm. And I know that outdoor gear costs a lot, but I will tell you this year, um, I went out and got some yak tracks, just like mini spikes. Oh. Um, yeah. So they're, the brand, the best brand, I think, is Yak Tracks. And, like, you can get them on Amazon. They're less than $15. You hook them on the bottom of your shoes, and they literally give you, like, this, like, a. it would be like tying chains to your tire on your car. Yeah. Like, you don't slip. You don't fall. And it's been life-changing for me. Um, I don't know why I haven't bought them sooner, actually. And um, so I think for, and I, you know, I bought a pair for my mom because, I, she doesn't do a lot, but she'll, you know, walk to town or walk to work. And like, even just the minimal things, it's, I think it's important to have, um, especially if you do have that fear of falling. Um, and yeah, we just being in the mountains, we have to have warm clothes. And so like when I am talking about myself or my kids getting out in the snow and I, I do still, hike and I do still try and get outside in the winter. Um, it's not my favorite. It takes me mentally like checking myself (laughs) over and over and be like, we're going to go do this because I need to get outside right now. And like, honestly, it's a, it's a therapy thing. Like I need to be outside breathing the fresh air and it just changes my whole attitude. Um, and so, like I said, those yak tracks are awesome. Having some really good just base layers, you know, a couple pair of leggings, some long sleeve shirts, um, you know, and honestly, like I preach Costco, like I'm not going to REI and buying, buying all the most expensive gear. Honestly, a lot of my things that I do get here in town are secondhand, um, thrift stores, local thrift stores, Goodwill. Um, we do gloves and warm jackets and waterproof pants whether that's snow pants or just a waterproof uh layer and Mm -hmm. then um I just have like a good snow boot whether that's a short snow boot or a tall snow boot depending on what's going on outside um but yeah we I have had to kind of adjust the way that I get outdoors because we have all four seasons you know um in the pacific northwest we're it's diligent, you know, we almost always get, um, and I know it's a little bit different with me living here in the mountains, but we, you get a, even still over there, you guys are getting dustings. You guys are seeing snow more often. We've had had three snow days the past week. My kids didn't go to school for three days. Okay. Yeah. We got got hit with the snow and, and it, it stopped me in my tracks, but I'm going to, I'm going to get these, the, what do you call them again? Track? Yak Yak tracks. Yak tracks. I'm going to put a link in the show notes for yak tracks. I'm also going to put a link to the article that you did, um, that you were featured in. And I really hope that listeners will find you and follow you and open up to the idea of being outside for for therapeutic reasons, for spiritual reasons, for health reasons. The gym, I can almost hardly drag myself to the gym anymore because there's no comparison. There's just no comparison. Chelsea, thank you so much for your time and all these great... Um, I, I found it to be very affirmative that, yes, it, it's for us. The outdoors is for us as well. Um, 
where can listeners find you in the East streets? <laughs> um, yes. So I am right now actually only on Instagram. Um, I've been playing around with the idea of a YouTube channel, but I'm just not there yet. Mm. Um, but yeah, so she underscore colors nature. She colors nature on Instagram and I would love for any or all of you to come and follow uh, my page and just continue to be encouraged. I am currently working on just like a series where I'm breaking down stereotypes and barriers that have been placed on black people historically. Um, And so it's so important to me for people to see not only am I hiking, but I'm, you know, I'm, we're just about doing all the things, you know, right now we're snowboarding. Uh, we love the snow. We camp, we hike, we, um, listen to country. We are just out here doing all kinds of things. And yes, it's not the way I grew up, but like this, these are my kids and I love them and this is what they love to do. And I'm just, I'm being adaptive, uh, to where I am and to the life I've been given. It's so beautiful. And I just encourage you, if you want to go hiking, you know, grab a friend. And if your friend isn't willing, don't, don't be hesitant. Like you can still go find a well-populated trail, um, with other people where you feel safe. Um, something that is, uh, super awesome to use is the all trails app. And I mean, it's an app that I used for starting off where I didn't know where to go, you know, um, all trails is all over the place. And if you just put in your location, it'll pop up several hikes with reviews and your directions to get there, what paths you might need to park. I mean, it gives you everything you need and that's all trails. So I recommend getting that if you are even interested slightly in going on a hike. Um, It allows you to do it by yourself and it allows you to maybe bring a friend to where you can almost make your friend feel super comfortable that you know what you're doing (laughs) just because you have this app. So I recommend it for sure. I'll put that in the show notes for sure too because yeah, time out for hanging back and not participating in life because it's not calling us. We can get out there ourselves. And, and it's been such a joy talking with you. It's been such a joy getting outside. I'm going to have to get these spikes for my shoes so I can get back outside. <laughs> yes. And, um, yes. Yeah, I, I just I'm so grateful for finding you and, and connecting. And you are truly an inspiration. I don't even think I would have gone with my friend had I not found your Instagram and thought, oh, okay, it's doable with this hair. It's doable (laughs) with this history. Um, So thank you, Chelsea. Thank you for all that you're doing. And um, hopefully maybe again, we can connect and talk more about uh, your newest project. Yeah, thanks. I really appreciate you having me on here. It's been fun. Hey, I hope you're encouraged to grab a head wrap and hit the switchbacks. Don't forget to check out the show notes for links to all the cool things we talked about. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Purple Stethoscope. I'm your host, Devin Nixon, family nurse practitioner. You can find me on social media at D the NP. That's on Twitter. Facebook, Instagram, and now Patreon. If you liked what you heard, go ahead and share this episode and then head over to Patreon to see how you can further support this work. Mm-hmm.